scribble, a pat on the back, and no more itches. I should have been a doctor, better a preacher, a man who calls men to lift hands and surrender disguised as praise. Everyone loves Jesus. He saves. He's a healer. I lose when my man is right. I cannot pay an electric bill, mine or his. One of us sick, the other sicker. Neither knowing how to sew or solve a wound, only how precise the sound of him punctured. Thank you. There are also a few uh, Bible passages I'm going to talk about. We like to, we like to have a passage from the Bible and from not the Bible, <laughs> which is our term for the world, other, other texts. I am. Um, I'm going to mention them as I'm talking. I, as some of you know, am, um, I'm not going to actually have it, but my wife is going to have a baby uh, next month, August 24th, and we're getting close. And we don't know the gender of the baby. We have some hints. Um, a lot of women on the street have told Allison that because of the shape of her belly, it's going to be a boy. Um, that's pretty much the consensus, yeah, at least from, um, yeah. So whether or not it's a boy, we have to make a decision that um, I don't know how many of you have thought about, maybe some of you have, about whether to circumcise our child or not. And scandalous, I'm talking about circumcision in church, but the Bible actually mentions circumcision, as probably a lot of you know, a hundred different times, exactly 100 passages. It's a huge foundational ritual. Uh, it marks God's relationship with Abraham in the Old Testament. It's the sign of the covenant. It's the sort of uh, fleshly representation of love between God and humanity. And then and there's a lot of discussion about it. It's really, really important. And then in the New Testament, it also comes up as really, really important. It's, but the message is almost the exact opposite. It seems like the opposite. So in the Old Testament, in Deuteronomy 36, it says, The Lord your God will circumcise your heart and the heart of your descendants, so that you will love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, in order that you may live. We're talking about healing, and one definition of healing, or the, maybe, yeah, like the definition of healing, is that which makes whole, that which repairs, that which restores and brings life. And so this, so this image of um, uh, something that is painful and um, seemingly destructive as a healing act is strange, <laughs> to say the least. But then in the New Testament, um, when Paul, this kind of hardcore community organizer of early Christianity, is dealing with all these different communities that he's helped found, he finds that there are people who are um, Jewish, who have been circumcised, telling other would-be converts to Christianity, people who want to be part of this new movement of, like Katie said, radical love and openness, that they need to get themselves circumcised if they want to be part of this, of this club. And Paul's message to them is, no way. 
you don't have to uh, you don't have to do this as an adult to become part of this community. That um, he talks about circumcision of the heart, which actually the prophets talk about in the Old Testament as well. Um, but that it's, it's not something required. So in Galatians he says, for in Christ Jesus neither circumcision nor uncircumcision counts for anything. The only thing that counts is faith working through love. So he's not saying that, uh, that Circumcision is a horrible, wrong thing, but he's saying it's not what matters. Um, our choice, when we've been weighing these two options, um, I, I want to admit, it's not been going to the Bible. I mean, I, I, I think Paul is right, and I'm ultimately going to come there, but our choice has been, what is healthy for the baby? What is the right choice? What is the right path, the right procedure to health? I don't know if a lot of you probably have heard that um, the American, what is it, Pediatric Association of America, APA, PA, like doctors, <laughs> um, have said that it's actually beneficial to the health of the baby. It lowers the risk for certain STDs, for cancer, um, and hygiene, health and hygiene is a big thing. But they also don't say that we recommend this for all children. They say it's not like conclusive enough. And then the flip side is uh, the anti-circumcision movement. I don't know if you've seen these people. They would hang out at the University of Chicago. Um, this passionate, passionate, um, a lot of feelings about how, they call it a human rights violation. How could you do this, uh, this painful, and, and if you want to watch videos, I don't recommend it, but um, I can tell you it's, it's not pretty and it's very, um, scary. <laughs> um, the point is, we are um, at a loss for what to do. We're sort of uh, weighing the options, he seeing both sides. I, I hear both arguments, both have passion arguments about this is the right choice if you want. Well, the anti-circumcision people say, you want to leave the hospital with your whole child. Um, but on the other side, they say, how could you not give your, this, this health benefit to your child? So both sides claim to have the right healing or health-oriented approach, and it's not clear what the right one is. I want to try to make the case for what I, call, what I want to call divine healing, for why um, even though healing from med the medical establishment, healing from uh, a good therapist, healing from a powerful friendship or, or a good relationship are all beautiful, that there is still something that this weird old tradition talks about, which is a healing that comes from we know where, we know not where, we use the term God, which means I am that I am. It's this mysterious um, force, this mysterious personal concern that gives life, that there's, that there's something there. I want to I make the case that that kind of healing is good. We need the doctor, but like this poem said, there are times when you can't pay your bills, when you don't know how to heal, when the doctors can't heal, when the choice is not clear. It's not just this thing I'm dealing with. Most of the big, most important choices in our lives are kind of like this choice we're facing with circumcision. Um, what do I do with my life? There's not a scientific consensus about what you as an individual should do with your life. Who should I spend my life with? 
Is this person right for me? Well, how should I spend the next hour of my day? I don't have something scheduled. What should I do with this precious gift of finite time? There's no conclusive objective path to the whole right kind of life, the right, uh, the, the, the healing path, the path that gives life. It's not laid out for us. And so, our human approach, which I'm totally stuck in, which is, what's the right move? Which one is the right, like, I don't want to get it wrong. How do I make myself feel better? How do I stop feeling anxious? How do I stop feeling so um, confused or, or depressed? How do I do it? Like, that approach, that automatic human approach, doesn't always work. <laughs> it's not always going to, going to bring us healing. So, I don't know what we're going to do yet. Oh, by the way, another big choice that there's no clear answer is like, is there a God or not? Do I, should I believe in God or not? There's no, there's no objective. It's, that's why they talk about faith. <laughs> and so what I'm suggesting um, is that there's this kind of healing. There's this kind of life-giving um, event, uh, process, relationship we can enter. But you can own, all you can do like, how do I get that? All you can do is go to the threshold. You can want it. You can want an answer. You can want a response. You can want the course to become more clear. But you have to ask for it and, and, and hope. And I would say trust. A lot of this anxiety we've been feeling about this decision is because what if we get it wrong? I think. What I'm going to do is something I don't do enough in my life, which is to pray about it, <laughs> which is to come up to the threshold and say, we want so much to do the right thing for our baby. We want our baby to be healthy and whole and full of life. We don't know what the right path is. And wait and trust that what happens, the choice we make, will be okay. That, and, 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 and this is something that I think, um, you know, there's this one of my favorite theologians, Bonhoeffer says, the only prayer that never goes unanswered is a prayer for more faith, the prayer for trust. So that's, that's something I think I need to pray for too. But um, this uh, trusting that healing will come, not trying to, uh, fix ourselves, not trying to get it just right, but trusting that we will be healed. That's what I want to call divine healing, and that's what I think we need. Okay, amen.